Welcome to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where today I want to pose the question, who do you leave your children with? So the big question is this, how are parents like us, who don't have a manual, who are doing the best we can, who feel as though we aren't enough, how are we going to raise healthy, happy children who we are proud of and still keep our sanity in that process? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Ryan Roy, and welcome to I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, a podcast for parents who are being real with themselves. Hello, and welcome back to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where today I want to pose the question, who do you leave your children with? Who do you trust your children with and why um, and there's no right answer there's no definitive hey that's right that's wrong it's what you as a parent feel comfortable with and you know I always like to kind of draw back to you know, why do I come up with these titles? Why do I come up with this stuff? And something triggers. My son just started playing lacrosse this past weekend. He and another friend of his, after lacrosse, they both play on the same lacrosse team. They both go to the same school and are in the same class. They're the best of friends. And his friend's dad says to me, he says, hey, do you, are you going to this birthday party this afternoon? I said, yeah, right after this. And he looks at me, he goes, well, there's no sense in both of us going. Uh, how about uh, you want to drop them off or you want to pick them up? And I said, uh, yeah, I'm cool with uh, dropping them off and uh, I'll bring them back too, no big deal. And he looks at me and he's like, well, that's not fair. I said, well, it's perfectly fair to me. It's way on the other side of town. It's an hour and a half party. And um, because it's so far, it was literally a 45-minute drive. I said, so I wouldn't leave anyway. I mean, we're going to leave 45 minutes back. I'll be in a car the entire time. So I'll just stay there and, you know, you can do what you need to do. And he goes, nah, you know, I, nah, I feel bad. I looked at him and I said, listen, here's the deal. It's a birthday party. My son's seven. He's the youngest in his class to give perspective. The kid's birthday party he was going to was nine. He was turning nine. And I'm just not leaving my son 45 minutes away in somebody else's care um, that I really don't know the parents that well just not going to do it so and then I looked at him and I said and, and on top of it not only would I not do it if I told my wife I was doing that I don't know that I would have a place to live because my wife feels the same way about just leaving him randomly now with the dad I'm talking to he slept over their house he's gone places with them we are very close we live in close proximity uh, his mother's very involved in the school. I'm involved in the school. So we know these people and have no challenge if it was that kid's birthday party, his best friend's party, dropping him off 
leaving and feeling perfectly content that everything is going to be fine. Or if things weren't fine, uh, we would be contacted, notified immediately and know that they would do for our son as they would do for their own son. And we value them as parents. Not to say I don't value these other people. Just don't know these other people. Moms, I think you get where I'm coming from. Dads, you may or may not. I don't know. But I believe it all comes from personal experience. If you've never had a negative experience with your kids with other people, it's not in the forefront of your mind. If you have had negative experiences with other people, it's in the forefront of your mind. And even the most trusted people sometimes fall short of your expectations when it comes to your own kids. A thought that comes to my mind is, is a, a friend of mine a number of years ago, his son was having a challenge with his diet. He really wouldn't eat anything at, at a young age. And um, this may sound crazy, but his grandmother, his so his son's grandmother, so his mother-in-law, would literally feed his son butter. And they didn't know this as parents. Like, there's like, well, it's the only thing he'll eat. Like, you can't feed him butter. And when I say butter, guys, I'm not talking about butter on a piece of toast. I'm talking about a stick of butter, and he would sit there and eat a stick of butter. And when they found this out, they're like, you can't feed him. She's like, well, he won't eat anything else, and he likes it. And what's wrong with that? She didn't see anything wrong with the fact that he would eat butter. So my friend and his wife kind of set a boundary, set a new expectation. Uh, now that they understand that their son has dietary problems, he's not eating certain things. He's definitely not going to eat the things that are healthy if he's getting fed sticks of butter. Sort of like, listen, mom, you can't feed him butter like that. You know, just promise us that, you know, if he's not eating, I'd rather him eat nothing than eat butter. He'll get hungry enough where he'll eat something. Uh, a couple days later, he's at grandma's. They get done doing whatever they were doing early. They go to pick up their son early. And what happens? They walk in and what's he eating? A stick of butter. And then mom grandma has the audacity to say don't punish me it's like no we're not punishing you we're protecting our son if you can't adhere by our rules guess what uh, you know this is how we want to raise him and right now you're just feeding him what he wants and that's not what's best for him he doesn't know what's best for him and if you can't adhere to our rules guess what we just have to remove him from the situation and maybe if you miss your grandson long enough, next time we put him in your care, you'll adhere to our rules. It wasn't a punishment. It was a lack of trust in this woman. So my point to you is sometimes even the most trusted people, our own parents, our own brothers or sisters, their aunts and uncles, uh, our best friends, if they're not in alignment or in agreement with the way you want to raise your child, 
even they can't be trusted with your kids at times. And that may sound harsh, but it's not harsh that when your child starts behaving in ways that aren't in alignment with your family values because they're exposed to things that they wouldn't normally be exposed to and they think that's okay. I'll give you one last example that's coming to my mind. I was uh, picking up my son from another friend's house one day um, and he's very good at listening to me. He gets in a different environment where listening isn't in the forefront of his friend's mind. And his friend's mom starts telling him, hey, pack up your stuff. You got, got to get out of here. You know, his dad's picking him up. He's got to go. And my son's not responding. And I finally say, I'm, I'm not asking twice. Let's go. And he perks up. He goes. His friend grabs a video game controller, which is why they were over there. Uh, they were having a video game play date where his friend only gets weekend privileges. And his friend, uh, his mom says, hey, video games are over. You guys had your play date. No more video games. Put it down. And his friend starts, he just totally ignores his mother. I mean, five feet from where I'm standing. And I said, uh, did you listen to your mother? Did you hear what she said? And he looks at me and he goes, yeah. So we'll listen to what she said and act on it. And he ignores me. And I said, really? Is that how it's going to go with you and I? And he gave me the most devilish grin. Like, I don't need to listen to you. I'm going to do what I want to do. And I looked at him. I said, that's interesting. I said, well, this is what I'm going to share with you, young man. Because that's disrespectful to your mother. And I imagine if you're being disrespectful to your mother in front of me, you're always disrespectful to your mother. So I'm going to lay some clear thoughts for you to ponder. If that's how you behave... My son, your friend, is no longer going to be allowed to come over here. Because that's not how we behave in our house. But if that's how you behave in your house, he might start thinking that's okay. And that's not going to happen. So if you can't listen to your mother in this moment, and you can't listen to me in this moment, you may not have playdates with your friend anymore. Because he's not going to come home acting like that. But if you think it's okay, and your mother thinks it's okay, it's okay here, and it's not okay for me. He immediately put down his game system. He didn't like what I had to say, but he respected it. See, kids understand boundaries. Kids understand clarity. Kids understand consequences for actions. Realize that I gave him a consequence for his lack of listening. But if people outside of ourselves are not laying a foundation congruent with what you believe to be true for your family and your family's values, pay attention to who you're leaving your kids with. And then I'll leave you with this thought. 
if you don't have clear boundaries for your own family, start thinking about them. Because as people come into your home that have clear boundaries, you may say, oh, they're just too strict. No, they're creating a foundation for success for their child. It's called discipline. And a lack of discipline typically leads to chaos. And I don't know about you, but I don't like chaos in my house. So pay attention to who's watching your kids and who you trust your kids with. And I suggest leaving clear communication as to your expectations when they're when your kids are in their care. Talk to you in the next episode. Do you want to be the dad you wish you had? If so, go get my free book, Be the Dad You Wish You Had, at be the dad you wish you had.com. Inside, you'll find my most effective 40 tips to quickly and easily transform yourself into the ideal dad. Go to be the dad you wish you had.com now and get it while it's free.